You really kind of hyped this tagline. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm really excited for this tagline. Welcome back to Minimum Specs, the only podcast that still says Oculus. Yes, that is correct. That is us. That is us. That is go- we'll probably yeah. have to say the other name a few times during this. Yeah. We'll say as little but, as possible, though. Don't worry. Yeah. I will refrain to. Anyways, yes, everyone. Right. Welcome back to, to Minimum Specs. Um, Absolutely. The last episode of this was about two and a half years ago. Um, this is a podcast, you know, where we cover a bunch of VR news, tech news in general. Um, and yeah, two and a half years, we just we were waiting for any other VR platform to come out for us to host it on because Altspace kind of screwed everyone over. But we didn't find one. Yeah, because Altspace so in- has continued to do so to this exact day. Horizon still technically has not come out yet. Does not and doesn't have an event system either. Nope. So we're here. We're trapped in this. We're here. Limbo space between hell and reality. Called Discord. Yeah, and I don't think we're ever going to come out. How about we start off by giving people a nice rundown of the last two and a half years, since clearly no one would have had any way to get VR news over the last two and a half years in our absence. Without us, it's really a desert of news. I don't think anyone else is really really talking about VR. Not not at all. No. There would not be in any way... There wouldn't be any like sites dedicated to virtual reality news that no YouTube channels, other no one podcasts. that we would be taking stuff from as our sources. That would be silly. That would be absolutely absurd. That would be ridiculous. But I, I think I think the 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 readers, the listeners, might already be caught up on the current VR news. So I think it might be it might be good to start out with some stuff they may not have heard. Yes, I agree. So we're, <laughs> so we're going to start out with uh, Project Cambria. Oh, this is this, a big one. This is this is the big one. Uh, this is, I think, the thing I'm personally most excited for. It will be releasing as the Quest Pro. Uh, it'll be releasing more pivoted towards enterprise and enthusiasts, not towards the typical consumer. Uh, in the same way that the Quest and Quest 2 were targeted in that way. So the specs uh, coming from the article uh, from the blog Sadly in Reality, uh, supposedly the controllers are going to have haptic motors in the triggers, so not the force feedback like you would see with uh, PSVR 2 or the uh, new new uh, P- uh, PS5 controllers, yeah, but Instead, uh, more like haptic feedback like you'd get with an iPhone or the current controllers. Yeah. Uh, there will be pressure sensors in the base of the controllers, which is uh, could be That's like for, index technology. Uh, it looks to be for stylus attachments. Oh, uh, interesting. For drawing or being used as a pen replacement. Uh, that's actually interesting. Some of the leaked videos show uh, people using the controllers backwards and holding it around the tip as a pen instead of uh, around the grip. Yeah, they had they had that implemented into Horizon workrooms where you'd hold it in reverse and use it as a pen. And it's super uncomfortable. But anyways, 
Yeah, but it looks like these new controllers will be designed exactly for that use case. Okay, uh, so that's great. Instead of the normal tracking we've seen so far with the rings in the infrared cameras, we will mm -hmm. instead get uh, the controllers being self-tracked. So the there will be three cameras within the controllers themselves. They will track themselves. Uh, so you most likely won't lose tracking very often. Uh, but this does come at a uh, power disadvantage, seeing as a lot more processing and bits and bobs have to be done by the controllers. So now the battery will be integrated. It will be a lithium-ion cell within the controller that will be charged using a dedicated dock. Okay, so, so they had the anchor dock for the Quest 2 stuff, and they that did. was like 90 That was like 90 bucks. so I'm really curious. The, the, curious on the price of the controllers, because the controllers by themselves will cost $300. Say that again. 300 Three with 300. Three two zeros. For controllers each. For for a pair of controllers, including the dock. Oh, okay. I was going to say, wow. The whole bundle will cost $300. Okay, so that's kind of insane. And so you said the headset price overall is going to be around, like, you said, what was it? 1500 Wow, okay. But but let so me get to the... That, that's kind of ballsy. Some of the some of the specs of it. This will also oh. include color <laughs> The minimum specs. The minimum specs. The minimum amount you need to hear. Uh, this will be this will contain color pass through. Uh, so you'll be able to see the world around you in full color. And one thing I'm a little bit excited for is there will be an IR depth projector, which means oh, that interesting. the headset itself will contain a depth camera in the same way. A smart uh, like an iPhone does with like the, a face the, ID yeah okay interesting it'll shoot out a grid of dots uh, in infrared and be able to tell based on the return time for everything how far away objects are in the real space so it can literally okay. sense the depth of everything yeah so as uh, far as a like AR stuff goes that'll be like the big leap forward this headset looks to be heavily targeting mixed reality okay interesting. Uh, in the enterprise space okay uh, so for sorry so one thing I want to say is that $1,500 price point um, I've heard some rumors or not rumors people's opinions saying that they're selling it at that price point because when Apple comes out with their headset it'll likely be that price point or more so than that so people think that if Meta sells it for, oh god, I said it. If Oculus sells it for a lot less than that, then it will seem a lot cheaper and worse than Apple's headset. Now, I would I would agree on that point, but what makes me disagree to an extent is uh, there's a lot of newer technology and improvements uh, from Got the it. Quest 2. And we've already seen the Quest 2's price hike, which we'll discuss more later on. So it is my opinion that this is around the cost of controllers. Though I do agree, they aren't going for the data collection price reduction strategy like they did with the Quest 2. Because because this is targeted at enterprise, uh, data collection is a lot less... Reliable. Easy and reliable. They're, companies don't want a device that's going to be tracking them as much. Yes. Uh, so offsetting via via data collection is going to be less of a goal 
Yeah, so anyways, this is probably actually a good segue into that that price hike. So let's let's talk about that. Yes, that that price hike is going to be the the headset is the headset the Quest Two is raising by a hundred dollars for both versions. Yeah, so that accounts for for the hundred twenty eight gigabyte version, which is the base version, that will now be four hundred dollars, and the two hundred fifty six gigabyte version will be five hundred dollars. Yes, and it looks like the the hike there, in, in my eyes. Uh, seems to be them choosing to uh it seems to be part of their overall reduction and pullback on reality labs and xr in general they had mass layoffs recently they wow. yeah they are cutting back on development of real on, on reality labs and xr in general and because of this i think they are hiking the price of the quest too because they can't afford to keep selling it at a loss right now so is so is that saying that you know this has not been anywhere near as like successful as they thought it would be i think it's uh the the quest 2 was was being sold at a very competitive price to put it lightly because of a lot Got of it. data collection and things and it looks yeah. like company-wide they can't afford to do that anymore for whatever reason interesting uh, it has been almost we're kind of on, on two years of Quest 2, so selling it at that price point for so long would definitely be a struggle, I imagine. Uh, it would be a struggle, especially with all of the technology within the Quest 2 and all of the yeah. hardware within it. It is a it's, a... it's a powerful device for the offering, and them increasing the price makes sense, especially with what's going on within the company. Yeah. Uh, speaking of them cutting back on reality laps and xr it looks like uh their next set of uh ar smart glasses will be delayed potentially past 2024 oh wow uh, as part of uh meta cutting back yeah um but before we get into smart glasses stuff i kind of want to because i have um you know recently updated the quest software to version 42 so i kind of want to cover what's included in that before we get into smart glasses stuff because i know you have a lot to say about that absolutely um okay so they added so oculus move they added last year to quest and that that's basically like the apple watch fitness tracking stuff but on your quest headset um in this update they added that you can actually look at your oculus move stuff on your like ios device i think it says actually no you can look at it on the app now i think and you can um, you can sync your Oculus Move workouts with your iOS um, like Apple Health app. I have a I have a fitness device. I have a watch which uh, tracks some of my activities, some of my heart rate, and that also synchronizes with Apple Health. So having kind of an aggregate of workout yeah. data could be could be very useful. It's kind of synchronized. Um, and also they added achievements to Oculus Move, but I think it's gonna be great as far as if you want to compete with friends on that. Um, which I know has been a thing for a while in games and stuff with high scores. Uh, not only with that, uh, companies like Fitbit have been doing stuff like that, like uh, racing friends with uh, with step goals. And I think yeah, that and that competitive attitude is a can be a great motivator for people to work out in general. Um, and anyways, I know that I said that we would look at smart glasses stuff, but we're talking about workout apps. Like I thought I just... I'll mention real quick, this is kind of a big deal, 
Um, but recently the FTC sued Oculus, not calling it the other thing, because Oculus was trying to buy um, the developer of a very um, lucrative fitness app on the Oculus store called Within. Um, the, uh, the, or no, the company's that's, Within. That is the, after yeah, Within is, is, yeah, Within is the developer of Supernatural, um, which is like a subscription-based workout service for VR. I tried it. It's okay. Didn't love it, though. Um, and so they kind of stopped them from doing that because Oculus already owns um, the developers of Beat Saber, and so they're worried that. I mean, also like Sanzaro Games and Ready at Dawn. Oculus is being the PlayStation now of VR studios, and so it's getting to a point where they're going to have that monopoly over the the entire industry, and because they already own um, the Beat Saber devs, and now they're trying to buy within. That would give them like a pure monopoly over the VR fitness market. Um, they already have, I, in my opinion, a monopoly on the uh, the VR fitness market. Oh, what of course, other, they monop- Like, what other standalone headset do you know of with uh, product offerings like this? None, none. So I guess it's trying to get it. They're trying to like stop it from getting worse. Yeah, and I, which um, I definitely think is a great move because uh, they definitely have a current monopoly on standalone vr for sure and starting to be vr in general yeah well we're talking about that I, I keep pushing your stories back it's fine it's fine it's fine um but i have this this thing from the idc this study this report that um oculus if i'll say it because it, it makes more sense meta now has a 90 percent share of the vr market um i did see this yeah so as of right now um, tethered headsets are very are a very small percentage. Like standalone is almost everything, and there's like a tiny sliver on this graph from the IDC that is um, that is tethered. If you didn't hear, uh, Meta's dropping the Facebook login on Oculus headsets, and they're now using just Meta accounts. And many are being like, "Yay, finally, Facebook is gone." That's not true, um, because essentially what it's going to be doing is yes, it's no longer linked to like your Facebook account and your photos and stuff on Facebook. But at the end of the day, it's still a Facebook account, essentially. You're just, it's going to have the same data collection and all that stuff. Um, and, at, and at the end of the day, uh, uh, Facebook accounts aren't being used, I would think, by the majority of people who have, uh, who are, are using a Quest 2. Yeah, so for the... You're having to create it to use the headset, but there's no incentive to actually use the social media aspect. Yeah, so for the small portion of people who actually actively use Facebook and have a a meta headset, um, the positive is that if you're banned on Facebook now, you won't lose all your Oculus stuff. Um, That's pretty much all there is to say about that, this this account change. It's still going to be data tracking. It's still going to, you know, they're still taking all that stuff for like advertising purposes yeah um, they're, they're, they're going to be collecting the same data that's linked into the same Facebook shadow accounts yeah which are a whole nother deep dive for another for another day alright but I think I think I'll let you talk about your smart glasses now I would I would love to because the wonderful there, there's not zero information in smart glasses news so as I said the 
the next headset by uh, Meta. Uh, they're, they're, they were going to release the first version of their AR glasses in 2024, but it looks like it's been pushed back further because of, again, they're, they're cutting back on Reality Labs and XR. Yeah. But as, as a segue, there are a lot of companies which look to be stepping into the smart glasses, uh, AR glasses space. Google is currently look is currently looking to test a set of smart glasses, which it will actually, be yeah. Actually, so Google a couple years ago there was a company, a Canada-based company called Focals by North, and they had smart glasses that looked pretty similar to normal glasses. It wasn't quite to like the sleek sleek form factor yet, but it was pretty close. And so they had. They were glasses and they had on the right side a small projector that would project like a heads-up display and that kind of stuff onto the right lens and so that's how they did the ar solution and google bought them out um in 2020 and so this is they're them testing these glasses publicly is the result of two years of development on on those those glasses by that company yes and the the glasses are designed to it currently translate text and help navigation so you could imagine looking at some japanese text and having the english translation appear or seeing on the road uh, on the ground instructions for where to walk to a deli or wherever yeah and uh, i and i believe that it's it's also they're going to try to do for like for conversations they're going to have like subtitles like translated and stuff for that yes 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 it'll the, the idea is uh, utility device. Uh, so yes. the prototypes will be equipped with a camera, microphone, and display in the lenses, uh, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, the data collection I found interesting. Uh, data is going to, data will be deleted after usage, unless it's for bug testing, in which case it'll be deleted, it'll be on secure servers and deleted after 30 days. Uh, because the goal of this testing is not bug fixing, but actually testing are these even features people are going to or want to use? So, like, are are these services helpful? Are people actually using them? Which I find is going to be a really interesting question. What are... what, What do smart glasses really need to do to kind of be widely accepted? And kind of on that note, there's this company called Active Look, which aren't a glasses manufacturer themselves, but they are a kind of heads-up display manufacturer, if that makes sense. Interesting. They integrate their technology into sports glasses. A, uh, it's currently only available in three different pairs of glasses by a few different companies, uh, two of which are French, one of which is in the U.S., the idea mm-hmm. being you have a heads-up display of certain sports metrics, like uh, the met- same metrics you might see on like your Apple Watch or your Fitbit, uh, yeah. except on the lens for the uses in stuff like biking, where you're not able to check your watch very easily. Uh, see, so I, in my mind, that... Is, shows the interesting distinction between a pair of AR glasses and a pair of smart glasses. Uh, yeah, I, I think that I think the question at the end of the day really is: Are people going to want to 
you know, you already have all this information in your phone, in your pocket. So are people going to want to spend that much money to have it just on glasses instead of in their pocket? Well, the, the utility in the active look case comes from the fact that during this rigorous exercise where you're maybe skiing or biking or uh, long distance running, you're not always able to check your phone or your watch very easily. So having yeah. the data right there at all times can be really useful for somebody who no, yeah, that is in is... that kind of real-time situation. I do agree that that is a great use. I um, I go on runs a lot, and it's it's really, it breaks your focus a lot to check like you look at your watch, like oh, what was my current pace and stuff like that. So, that would be really helpful, I imagine. Yeah, and and I I think the the interesting thing is that I think is a very clear example of smart glasses, of a technology yeah, no. which is providing like an integrated computer into a pair of glasses, whereas AR glasses, in my mind, are a whole separate thing. Google's AR offerings, uh, which they describe as AR glasses, but every news source I've, I've seen talking about them has described them as smart glasses. I think it's an interesting situation where they're kind of in the middle. Yeah, because I guess the thing is we don't, I don't know how far along technology is it to have the computing power in those glasses to do like 3d ar rendering yeah it'll it'll be interesting there to see but i think the question is what are smart glasses and what are air glasses because i in my mind a, a pair of smart glasses at least is a utility device yeah whereas an yeah AR, i think like, like AR a day-to-day -day like... google glass type situation you get heads-up yeah. displays on route information audiobooks, stuff like that, whereas AR glasses are more focused not around translating information for your phone, but providing an experience. I mean, either way, I'm still I'm still pissed at Google for buying out Focals. Oh, yes. Smart smart glasses AR-wise, uh, I completely, I don't know how I missed over this. Magic Leap 2 release. Oh, uh, right, of course. On, information on that. You're finally able to get a pair of those. Yep, uh... So, commercial availability will begin September 30th, so tail end of September, uh, at a high price. Uh, these, are, these are not a consumer device by any means. Base model, get ready, $3,299. Wow, not consumer friendly at all. It is, it is for, it quote, targets professionals and developers that wish uh, to access one of the most advanced augmented reality devices available that's the base model oh there's more it goes it goes up from there it goes so up starts, from three thousand dollars goes up from three thousand three hundred dollars next next uh is the developer pro model uh keep in mind there's not a developer model but there is a developer pro model the so developer, how pro is it the, it's it's pretty pro it is it is eight hundred dollars more pro than the base model Wow, that's so coming, much more. Pro, that's so pro. Coming in at four thousand one hundred dollars, it uh will will provide access to dev tools and other features for use in app development. So okay, the, so it's eight hundred dollars for the SDK is what you're telling me. Yes, <laughs> it okay. is eight hundred dollars so, so, for being able for having the privilege to for, to develop <laughs> applications honor. for the Magic Leaf two. 
Uh, this is, of course, for people who are developing applications for everybody else. Then, Enterprise, coming oh, in at $5,000. Oh. Sorry. Okay, so hold on. Before I say anything, it just sounded like to me they want to make an Enterprise version so that when businesses see it, they just assume that it has, like, Enterprise features. And so they'll spend more on it. Yeah. So the Enterprise, $5,000. Uh, the big difference here, uh, it looks like, is support. So large-scale companies who need to who need to deploy over, like, hundreds of workers, and need, and stuff like that, uh, who need custom-made stuff and a whole network of things. Uh, it used a lot of terms which support. I don't fully understand. The whole the whole thing there is enterprise. You know if you need it. Like, it's one of those I guess. things, you don't know if you need it until you are, like, Amazon. I, I guess, but, like, I'm not, I, I, I'm not Enterprise, so I don't under, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, that that's the Magic Leap 2. Yeah, the Magic Leap has always been interesting to me, because it's kind of, it seemed kind of half-baked, I feel like. I agree. It's it's a very enterprise focused headset. It's, it's, There's a lot of it, a lot of VR technologies and immersive technologies right now are focused on enterprise, where they can flesh yeah. out everything before then coming to consumer, if they choose to come to consumer. And I mean, who knows what's going on with the Hololens right now? Those are like six feet at least under in the ground. I don't want to hear the name Hololens for the next six years. I've been so hurt by those and how they've been like, oh, they're coming out and they just haven't. But anyways, Niantic. Classic they made Pokemon. Yeah, they made Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go had AR in it, which pretty much no one used. To be honest with ourselves. Yeah, the um, AR where it was just a floating 3D was, model. Yeah. For, for a very anyways, long time until it actually. Yeah. So their whole thing is a company is making services and apps that, you know, it's all about mixing the real world and the in digital world. So they're making, this is how an article from VR Scout puts it. Niantic is launching a real-world metaverse social app. Now, Dungeon, does that sound like an oxymoron to you at all? I, sorry, you lost me at the word metaverse, which the word now triggers a sense of rage and befuddlement in me. Got it. Now, now I'm not seeing anything about NFTs or cryptocurrency in this article. So I wouldn't I wouldn't get too rageful yet. I think it's just a case of oh it's a buzzword, which is still exploitive and you know. But let's not get too upset. And looking at looking at these screenshots, it it just looks like just like like Facebook groups, but on a map. Even though Facebook groups usually already have a location specified. So what you're saying is, it's another bullshit metaverse project. Yes, it's okay. Facebook groups on Snapchat on SnapMap. Okay. With the buzzword metaverse attached to it. And you know what? This is probably a good segue for us to talk about metaverse bullshit. Metaverse bullshit. My favorite. And how stupid my it favorite is. topic in the world. So I feel like I probably have you know, software-wise, a lot more stuff on this. Yeah, and there's not many Metaverse hardware coming out uh, yeah. for me to, for <laughs> Here me we to go. talk about. So let's get the, the massive 
bored ape out of the room right now. Um, I, I hate those things so that. much. I was not I, I can't the, tell you how much the I, elephant in the room joke. No, that was on the spot. I was like, oh, I gotta. There's, I, there's, is there an elephant NFT? I don't think so. Um, but yeah, so there's a whole thing with NFTs and cryptocurrency, and we this don't like it. Nerd. So dungeon, why don't we like it? Because what? I could get, I'm gonna get really mad if I talk about it. Oh, because it's a Ponzi scheme. Oh well, that's actually much simpler than I thought it was gonna be. No, it's but yeah, it's you buy a thing which serves no actual real world value, and because of that, the only investment you can make for the future is hoping that somebody else later down the line values it more than you did when you bought it. And that's dangerous because all it does is you're looking for the next biggest sucker. Yeah, as you so gracefully put it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, this technology is unique for all kinds of stuff. Um, real estate, virtual real estate in the metaverse is a big one. Um, I'll let you rant about that in a minute because I know you, you are educated on that and I'm not. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'm I'll educated, but I'm angry more than me. Um, I'm not angry more than me. You're educated more than me about this stuff. But anyways, I my point is, first. <laughs> um, no. Okay. So first of all, blockchain technology is interesting. Having that security among transactions is definitely a good idea, but it's being executed so impractically, um, and poorly right now. I think the I think the whole concept is a very interesting one, with a lot of very, on paper interesting applications, but very but glaring flaws. In practice, creates problems as we have seen with uh, let's just say resource management. Yes. Um, so do you want to talk about metaverse real estate? Because I sure I, as hell don't. I, <laughs> I I don't know if I want to, but I would love to. Uh, so metaverse real estate is the inane idea that uh, you can buy virtual land with blockchain. And yes. I am of the opinion that virtual ownership of goods is inherently a flawed concept. And you'll yeah. just stick with me on this one because you may not agree fully. Uh, the wondrous thing about the virtual world is the fact that everything is fungible. Everything is copyable. There is no, you can, any digital good you buy is inherently replicable in the same, in a way that is not the same case for goods in the real world. Yeah, and no matter what it is, you can just go into the file, control C, control V, you're done. At, at a very- you, you, you have, you have been funged. Yeah, at a very basic level, yes. And because of that, I, and that's not something I dislike. I love that as an idea. The idea that in a metaverse, you could walk into somebody's house, say, man, I really like that couch. And then you have that couch now in your home space or wherever is such a cool concept that I am so no, that, disappointed is not being utilized by yeah, other platforms. This is, this leans heavily into one of my questions, which is what should the metaverse be? And in my opinion, it's really just a space that kind of breaks down the, like the boundaries and limits of like the actual world to just give like massive like creative freedom to, to kind of do whatever you want. And I, and I think um, 
larger larger than that it's an open space which anyone yeah. can develop with and use yeah you can do whatever you want in it really like well. a lot of vr apps break the limits of reality but they're not a metaverse in the same way that the internet is yeah because the internet it's i don't know the metaverse term is very flawed um because yeah. it, it's it'd, it'd be really hard to make a unified quote-unquote metaverse it would be difficult there know. is a project i know of this is not in our show notes i'm not i'm i'm kind of dumping on this on cooper last minute there is a project i know of if you'd love me to quickly go over it that oh, i please. think is promising uh, open OpenXR is pretty commonplace now. It, for yes. those who don't know, it was an open standard uh, developed as a nonprofit where multi- a ton of companies came together and developed an open standard where you could develop one app with OpenXR and it would work on every headset. Yes. And that's fantastic for the VR industry because before you had, to, if you wanted to develop for Oculus, you had to download the Oculus SDK. You had to work around its limitations and faults. You had to make sure everything was working on this specific headset. Uh, and the downside of that is, okay, you've got a really great app for, let's say the the Quest Two. The Quest, It'll but it doesn't work to... on it any other headset to revive yeah so the the benefits of openxr is especially for headsets which are smaller is that you develop one app and it works for everybody which is great for uh companies like microsoft where their headsets are probably not going to be directly developed for because they're just such a niche audience yeah and so Um, so the people who made openxr are branching off and have created the Open Metaverse Project, which aims to create an open standard for meta for what a metaverse should be. And that is the promising thing I see because they've done really great work with OpenXR in the in the past. I it's a tool I use uh, and many other developers use. And this this success previously, I think will continue going forward yeah and i for a second i want to talk about um a few different apps that have had stuff going on like metaverse quote-unquote metaverse apps that have had stuff recently oh no um because that kind of you know making that unified metaverse project kind of begs the question of like so for example you've got you've got vr chat right you got your, all your avatars in VR chat, your worlds, whatever. Or actually, mostly this comes down to avatars. When I cross over into a different app, should I have that same avatar ready to use? Like, how would that work? Because, you know, Meta has their, like, Meta avatars and stuff right now, which, first of all, not looking great. They're not really good looking at all. Um, and my worry is that if you want to make a unified and consistent Metaverse then that really restricts developers on what they want their their characters to look like in, in games that they want to be part of the, met- of the metaverse. Another option I I enjoy the sound of is a, is which now let let's let's get that let let me 
preface with this would end up with a metaverse that just looks like VR chat because VR chat is what happens when people have full creative control over the things they put into a virtual shared world. Yeah, which let I, me just say honestly, I, I think VR chat kind of does it the most realistically. It's not a homogenous experience. Yes, which is my point, and that's the most realistic in my opinion. Yeah, you. It's not a. It's not. Everything looks and feels the same. It's more of everything has its own character and style too. Yeah. And I'm fine with, like, having, like, the OS of my headset, like, the, the Quest OS having meta avatars in it. Um, I'm not a massive fan. It, de it depends, because there's some apps in the Quest store that use meta avatars, and they fit in pretty well with that game's art style. Um, but I'm not a big fan of pushing those avatars into other apps. Yes, and I my idea, which I think would be interesting, is... Imagine if there weren't standard avatars for the metaverse, and instead every app had the ability to develop its own avatars, which could be used across everything. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with this idea. Um, but anyways, so yeah, just the idea of having a unified metaverse creates a lot of problems, in my opinion, um, especially, which I feel like this reminds me of how VR chat did a big security update recently because that begs a question to me this is a controversial topic you're bringing up yes it is <laughs> but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna contextualize it by saying would you be able to across different metaverse apps moderate them the exact same way oh in terms of moderation yeah like who moderates it entirely that would that is also an interesting question uh i think that's one of the only cases where I am opposed to moderation. Yeah, uh, in that regard, because those shared you know, ban lists would be interesting. If if the metaverse is if the metaverse is going to do its full potential, then you want different apps and stuff to be able to have freedom to do what they want. Not in a way of like allowing like you know hate speech and stuff like that shouldn't. I don't. That's not a great freedom to have. But of course, when you're developing an open platform, the problem of moderation becomes, you know, a real problem because banning for hate speech is nice, but I agree. Yeah, I'm not, having, I'm not trying to say make a. I'm not trying to say make a platform that allows hate speech. Yeah, of course, but having like the the question becomes turning that moderation force into an actual thing, and that kind yeah. of, in my mind, defe defeats the purpose of having an open standard. Yes. Um, I, I think an open standard, or I mean, personally, in my opinion, the best the best way to do it, a unified metaverse is how Meta right now has their friend system, where um, apps can set up in a certain way where um, Meta friends can join each other in a space in their app. Like, and, um, uh, I've been looking through the developer documentation for a lot of the multiplayer Meta account stuff. And it looks like they will be, they're encouraging developers to open up, uh, to, to basically include the blocked users in, in terms of their account stuff. So allowing, like allowing, uh, like not showing blocked users and stuff and friends and everything. Interesting. But um, yeah, I think Meta does, does that the best way right now where I guess... Are you saying they're doing something the best? 
I think their friend system is one of the, is one of the best because it treats the meta software, um, like the meta avatars, as a transitional part of the metaverse. Where if we were playing, I guess VR chat, and we wanted to play Beat Saber together, I would we would leave VR chat, go into a meta party, and through that we can travel together into a Beat Saber lobby. So as a as a trans, it, it uses the meta avatars as a transitionary plane rather than a as a, as, as a social app itself. Yes, yes, which I think is a good idea because it'd be impossible to get every VR developer to set up a way for you to transition to every other VR game from their game. Uh, yes, my. my I pause because my thoughts are mixed. Uh, How so? I disagree that they're using them as a transitionary, uh, as their as transitionary avatars. I think that is the current state of things. Mm. But I think they will be pushing these more and more as a social profile rather than as a transitionary hey we gotta put you in something before you guys head off to your other app all right interesting um i kind of want to do you have other topics you want to talk about uh well i i, I know you do but do you want that you want to talk about right now i uh i didn't get quite get a chance to finish talking about the quest pro there's a all few right, different specs things uh in terms of display uh display is looking this place looking really fucking good uh <laughs> just I, I gotta be fully honest this looks dope uh i hate when meta does good things qled panels with local dimming uh which means really bright colors uh like vibrant colors and the local dimming is going to mean there's going to be really uh, a lot darker blacks uh, there's going to be pancake lenses, which is going to make this whole package really, really thin. Oh boy. Uh, the price in total for headset plus controllers is going to be $1,500. Uh, it may, it looks like it might be possible to buy the headset without buying the controllers. Because is that how advanced hand tracking should be, you think? They have multiple, they have, let me, let me check the exact numbers. But according according to leaks, it looks like they are going to have about they're going to have four cameras, which are going to be all feeding into the hand tracking data. Wow! So the Quest Pro can support up to twenty fingers at the same time. Oh, I'm not I'm not sure that's what that means, but <laughs> yeah, man. Oh yes, um, one of the bigger features: facial tracking. Oh, that's uh, a scary full, one. Five internal cameras, which are going to track your face, look at all the ads you see, and report that to Meta. <laughs> that's partially a joke. Oh, it's not, God. It's not <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's partially. <laughs> it's only, only that's partially. going to happen. Uh, the release uh, pre-orders will begin during uh, a Mark Zuckerberg keynote at Meta Connect. And the worst the, time for anything to happen ever. Yes, and the release date will... the the release date release date will be october 25th interesting so this um, I is wanna... this is coming up and my question yeah this is on this pretty topic soon is is it worth it is 1500 a price where you would say i'm gonna buy this 
I would say for enthusiasts, yes. I would say for anyone who just wants to do VR stuff in general. Um, well, actually, the enthusiast thing is weird because I'm an enthusiast and I don't need all those features. Face tracking, I don't think I need. Um, I think compared to the Quest 2, it's not worth it. Compared to the Quest 2, it's not worth it. Yes, I... if this is the first thing they came out with, yes. If with the Quest 2 as context, no. Interesting. I am of the opinion that this this is worth it to me. So okay. this is this is I, I again don't think this is gonna be worth it to consumers. That's not their target with this headset. That's gonna be the Quest three later this year. Yeah. But uh not later. Why did I say later this year? That was an automatic response. Uh next year. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say they're doing the, both at the same time. No, they're not doing both at the same time. Though it looks like they might do a Cambria two the year after. Interesting. Uh, so, just a little side note. Uh, to me, this is to me this is absolutely worth it. The pressure sensor in the base of the controllers, the dock charger, the I I'm actually a little bit excited for the face tracking in terms of I, social presence and and how that can be integrated into apps because imagine I, a game which actually asks you to smile or knows if you need help because you're looking around desperately that's actually a really interesting point i think that face tracking be worth it to me bundled with any like full body te technology it looks like to kind of get your hopes up uh, based on a few, th this is this is getting into more speculation, deep deep rumors. But it, it looks like, based on some videos released and some patents they have filed, that they will be doing full body tracking via mirrors, like a downwards cam. Oh, interest, like a Literally. downwards camera kind of thing. No, maybe? no, you if you oh, like stand in mirrors. front of a of a mirror, it will be able to track you. That's actually a terrifying thought. For the new meta headsets, surround yourself on all sides with a mirror. Yeah, you become in this here's, like. Here's our meta mirrors for you to surround yourself with for playing VR. Oh yeah, one thousand dollar mirror you can hang up in your home. Yeah. All right, I I have some quick fire things I want to talk about some that I think fire, are newsworthy, but don't consider into our, our general topics. First of all, the funniest one in my opinion is Minecraft shit on NFTs. This isn't VR related. Except Vivecraft, but Minecraft just showed an NFT, said no NFTs well, on their, in their game. VR, and there's also a project for getting yeah. Minecraft Java onto Quest. Bedrock does have VR. So technically, this is relevant. Um. Anyways, it's metaverse adjacent. I think, yeah, it's metaverse adjacent. A, a basement, adjacent. No, it's Minecraft, anyways, not a basement. Damn it! You're right. Anyways, so yeah, I think this is interesting as a case study as far as. Um, how people see NFTs and stuff. Because the reaction to this has been overall positive, which I'm glad about. Um, but I think, because I guess, okay, so the whole thing with NFTs is that there's no central authority. When you do it in Minecraft, then the central authority is Mojang. Right? This, I... This is actually something I almost brought up during the, the last talk, talking about metaverse moderation. Uh, and I was going to bring up the local 
the, the Minecraft moder recent moderation issues, as an example. Yeah, yeah. Which, do you want to bring it up just for the sake of it? Let's do it quick, yeah. Okay, so Minecraft recently has released a ton of player safety features, which basically means uh, on even single player worlds or private servers, uh, you will be you will have uh, profanity filters, a uh, digital signatures to verify all of your messages, uh, and that they are like from you, so that they can be reported, and you can get banned for multiplayer in in its entirety, like not just from a server, but from the ability to join any server. Which yeah, and I I I completely disagree with as a decision. Yeah, I I'm I am all for like protecting players from hate speech and stuff, but getting especially banned the, the children who are predominant audience. Yeah. but banning from multiplayer entirely is just a massive, I feel like overreach. And there doesn't seem to be much in the way of a ban appeals process, which is also yeah. a worrying thing. Uh, just in general, this looks like connected to alt space. Let's loop it, loop it back in. Microsoft cracking yeah. down on moderation of, uh, among multiple products. Yeah. Um, related so to Microsoft deleting the campfire. Yeah, so anyways, um, second quickfire topic. The developers of um, Echo Arena and Lone Echo um, Ready at Dawn, they have said that they're going to halt, or there's going to be no more major updates for Lone Echo 2, Lone Echo 1, and Echo Combat which are all their PC VR games. Um, and this is part of how a lot of companies now are focusing more just on standard mobile VR and kind of ignoring um, PC VR. Um, yeah, which is really sad because PC VR for me is like the much more interesting thing right now because yeah, it's... That's where, that's where all the advancement is happening. Uh, in, not necessarily, I think. I mean, well, Quest Pro coming out. It is yeah. where you're going to get the highest quality experience. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like, like that's where people are like pushing the limits of the technology and pushing it farther and farther. Mm. Um, yeah, but there there there's such a different dynamic with development because you're having to account for all of these different limitations that the Quest has, while also you're trying to meet certain graphical standards. On the other hand, so the, you've got these yes. two divergent development goals that you're straining with and right now as you've seen like quest 2 is is basically the vr market right now so it makes sense the yeah. developers would be straying away from other stuff unfortunately now you bring up graphical stuff and so i think it's interesting to graphical stuff do is, a great is the technical term yeah do a great seg <laughs> to do a great segue into my third rapid fire topic which is red matter 2 Ooh. Which is okay. So the, the first Red Matter, it was like a it's, it's a puzzle exploration, mostly narrative based, um, VR game. It came out on the Quest One and it had incredible graphics. They really pushed the limits of technology, optimized a bunch of stuff, made it look really good, like a solid PC VR game. And Red Matter Two is doing that even more. Um, it has like path tracing and stuff. So this is like technology that like tech you can get only on like a higher end PC and they're putting it on Quest 2. So I, in a way I feel like graphical stuff 
on quests can kind of be ignored. You just gotta put the proper time into optimizing stuff. Well, you say that. There are very, as I have experienced with my experimentation with the Quest 2 and its graphics, getting really good quality graphics is, is really, really fucking hard. <laughs> Especially <laughs> at like 90 FPS. Yeah. And my my big that's not to say it's impossible but it requires a very strict art style or a very a deep knowledge of how to abuse the uh quest 2's xr2 chip yeah my, my biggest fear is that because of how well quest 2 is performing and companies are seeing that that we're just going to get a massive well it's kind of already happening but we're going to get a massive line of games that are are out on both Quest and PC VR, where the Quest version is, like, obviously where all the time and money went, and the PC version is just, it just isn't going to be great, really. Yeah, because it's it's going to be... Dumbed down a lot for Quest processing power. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but it makes sense. And... Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um... Okay, I'm going to do one more rapid fire, and then we're going to hop into... Um, Recommendations? I was going to say whatever your topic wants. Do you, do you have any more topics? Uh, no, I'm... I'm oh, much, well, that will do, then I will do more rapid fire. You'll do fire. more rapid fire? Go for <laughs> more it. More rapid fire, because they're quick. Okay, VRChat security update. They're using easy anti-cheat now, which means that if you're modding your VRChat client, you will probably get banned. Not just that a you'll warning. get banned, just that it's harder to do. The, the way anti-cheat, yes, like, like, like it, it'll be more difficult, basically. Uh, and it'll, now, it'll, of course, also detect cheats, but it's... Yeah. Now, I've never been a modder for VRChat, but I know that people use them a lot for things like avatar searching, so you can find, like, instead of, like, chasing around to worlds to find a certain avatar... You can just search and it'll have a database of all the avatars in VR chat for you to use. Um, it's been mods like closed captioning stuff. Generally, a lot of the mods that I've seen that people are more upset about not being able to use are stuff for accessibility. And, and of course, there are going to be a, a large amount of trolls mixed in there with who are also complaining that they can no longer crash people out. I have seen one interesting topic, which is this is a vocal minority because most people are playing on the quest, and that's why, like, all of the reviews are negative. And I would agree halfly, because I, I agree yeah. it's a small subset of VR chat users in general. But if you check the Steam ratings, it's not a small subset of people on Steam. This yeah. is a large amount. Like, this is a large amount of people. Who are upset about what just happened? Uh, yes, this, whether this is or a not tweet from someone. So, but yes, the, PC VR a, users in general are upset. Tweet from someone that says it's about the VR chat closed captioning mod, which allows people to you know people a, a large thing in VR chat is like watching movies with friends in VR. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is a mod that puts closed captioning on those movies. Um, so people who are deaf or hard of hearing can understand it. And so that will be going away with this mod. Um, so just in general, I see. I guess the worry is that they're going to ban these mods and then implement these features themselves. 
which I, I guess would be fine. There, there but, was stuff about that already happening. Yeah, it's it, that's but just I'm a little not, worrying as far as knowledgeable enough in the VR chat community. You know, like like at least hire the people who develop those mods to make it for you, instead of doing it yourself and just taking all the credit for it. No, but that's not the that's not the capitalistic approach, Cooper. You're losing your yeah, edge. Right. <laughs> what did right. I tell you when we started this company? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyways, next rapid fire. Um. There's a new game mode in Gorilla Tag. This is kind of me just telling you about a game update. Um, it's a paintball mode. That's it. I just added this in because I wanted to talk about game updates, but I couldn't really find any other major game updates. Um, and I guess the most important rapid fire would be the Steam VR Fest, which is going to go on. Yes. Oh, it's over. It doesn't look very good. <laughs> no, no, it, it no it's, it's over. Done. Wait, oh, wait, it's Dungeon, over. It's over. It, it's over. Yeah, oh, I checked we're, out. We're, I checked out the deals. They weren't very good. I uh, the, like the games weren't. There weren't a lot I, of games I didn't already have or I wanted. A lot of shooters, which is not typically what I go for in VR. I Got I made this list of, of that was it. Yeah, I I started this list of stories like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um. So Steam this VR Fest updated. current news. Well, Steam VR Fest happened. Isn't that awesome, guys? That's so cool. I'm glad we. I'm glad that now that everyone's heard it, they can take advantage of this new and recent development. Speaking yeah, of there's... speaking of VR games, what which one which ones which ones Cooper do you like? What do you have? What recommendations? Well, I was sorry. I just I just wanted to mention real quick that there's a an upcoming HBO documentary that oh, came right, out yes, actually yes, yes. two days ago. It should have the upcoming about yeah. <laughs> I'm really out of date, man. I'm reading. I'm reading the upload VR article. It came out like ten days ago. Um, it's it's filmed entirely in VR chat and it's about people meet in VR. Yeah, we met in VR chat. Yeah, that that's that. It's this call we met in virtual reality. This specific app. Um, I think it's you know it's interesting bringing attention to how, because you know there's a whole thing about oh you're just internet friends. Um. Yeah, but yeah, but I don't usually know where most of my internet friends live versus uh, VR, where I know where all of you live, each and every single one of you. Yeah, I think we would have time to talk about working in VR, or is that just a massive can of worms? Safer than our day. That is an interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> Let's save for another day, because I have. Let's well, yeah, because we don't I've... know how much news there will come out. Really, all I have to say right now that's important about it is that there's a study where productivity went down about 13% working in VR. Oh, you're opening the can of worms now, buddy. I opened the can of worms. I'm opening it a little bit, letting, like, one worm out so I can just say, like, the key findings of this. Um, so, yeah, productivity went down. People were more tired generally. And there are worries a lot about surveillance through this. Um, yeah, people's anxiety so, spikes, I think, was one of the studies. Yeah. So uh, we can go more in we can go more in depth into this. Um, I'm I looking mean, at the big thing I wanted to say was just I don't that's really interesting because my initial reaction was that it would, might even improve productivity, but nope. I guess in its Turns current out... either either as as it lies now, this is not a healthy workplace environment tool. Yeah, turns out having a two pound 
TV strapped to your face does not make for a comfortable work environment. I am interested to see, however, how the Quest Pro does. Yes, me too. Um, but anyways, this is a study. I don't know what the source of it is because it's not saying on the study itself. Um, we'll talk about it more well, next time. That's the source. Yeah. That's a study. Um, but it's called it's called quantifying the effects of working in VR for one week. There's a bunch of authors with hard to pronounce names, so I'm not going to say them all. Um, I'll put the study in the Discord channel, and then I have another survey from ExpressVPN. Um, <laughs> Who, who did not sponsor us, let me it sound, say. It sounds, because I was about to say, this sounds so much like this show is sponsored. It's definitely not. I can promise you that. Who would sponsor us ever? Um, so here's the ExpressVPN study. Um, and let me pull up the other one. Yeah, people people fear surveillance from where you in VR, which I feel like is fair. Fair, very fair. That is, Having I, a company... yeah, that surveillance is a realistic yeah. fear. I'm, I'm positive that Meta is tracking my arm and head movements constantly all the time through my headset. Oh, their hand tracking data is a lot more than that. Interesting. Uh, they do, um, they do, uh, the headset doesn't process the data from the cameras directly Yeah. Uh, to, like, send out to anyone. And you can discover that really easily because any recordings or photos you take have it censored. Yes. Because the day, um, like it's it's just straight up not processed in a way where they can take it, which I I, I love, I adore this. Yes, I know, I, I absolutely agree. It's really just wonderful. Anyways, dungeon, what are your recommendations for this episode? I would what love, VR? I would love to recommend a game from the creators of Job Simulator and Vacation Simulator, uh, Alchemy Lab. Well, also from uh, the creators of Rick and Morty Virtual Rickality. Uh, wow, that sure is a title. That's a yeah. It's a yeah. It is. <laughs> that is a game that you can play. It's a game you can play. It's a it's decent. But the the game I wanted to recommend new release from Alchemy Labs, Cosmonious High. Uh, they, I actually have heard of this, but I've now not. It's into it's it really really good. Alien High School. Uh, you're the new kid, and everything is falling apart. <laughs> asteroids wow. hitting the school everything's blowing up and catching fire uh it's uh and you have to use your powers to help stop it all from falling down it's really cool it has the same uh style i liked in vacation simulator where i, I do you, love the alchemy labs you complete little tasks uh and different mini games to progress through instead of just a linear like set a linear, of tasks it's yeah. you do whatever you want and then unlock the next thing once you've done enough like like among us and you get little little not cute little rewards which aren't they don't do much but they're they're fun and they're heartwarming when you 100 percent think of them like among and us i enjoy that and i love a lot of the characters in it and i'm gonna stop fanboying Cooper. oh you know we should have mentioned among us vr <laughs> among us vr uh, let's wait until that releases. True, but anyways, soon you'll be able to be among your friends in VR. Oh um, no, my recommendation this. My, my, incredible. My recommendation this week. Not this. Wow, I said this week because we're doing this every week. This is not a weekly thing. My recommendation is a game called War Dust. It's um, it's been described as Battlefield VR, but I don't play Battlefield, so I wouldn't know. Um, no, it's a really, it's a really um good shooter as 
it has climb mechanics, but they aren't like pop one where you can climb literally anything. It has to be like a horizontal ledge you can actually grab onto. Um, but it's really good. It has vehicle systems that are really accessible and easy to learn. And what's really cool is that it's a game where it has like a set physics and like set rules. And once you have those, you can do whatever you want. Um, like physics for example, sandbox. kind of, but it's like a shooter. This with is actual, why like th rounds and stuff. This is why you love to bonework, bonework so much. I did. I did. Um, it's not story based. It's just it's just straight multiplayer. Um, like it's mostly based on capturing points and stuff. It has a bunch of different really cool maps, really expansive maps. Um, and my favorite thing about it, I was saying before, is the vehicles. And the reason that my favorite is because, all right, so there's the helicopter. Someone's flying it, and everyone else gets in the side of it. But here's the thing: you you don't have to like sit down or be stationary inside of it. You can just move around wherever you want in the side of it. You can jump out whenever you want. I you just do anything you want, and I love it so much. I love that, and I, on opposing side, hate that other VR games don't do that. Yes, because that's like for example, No Man's Sky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For example, a thing that you can do. Uh, yeah. Any a space thing that you game. Can, <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. A thing you can do in War Dust like the other day is I was flying a helicopter. Um, I saw another one coming at me, and I realized I can't shoot guns on the helicopter when I'm in the pilot seat. So I jumped out of the helicopter, used my parachute thing to glide onto the other helicopter, and killed everyone in it. And that felt really awesome. Based. Um, so the way they give you, <laughs> the way they give you freedom to do. There's like whatever you want to do with the rules and the vehicles and stuff. It's great. Like literally the other day I was playing and one of my teammates um, started flying a, a jet plane and I just got on the top of the back of it and said, all right, cool. This is how we're rolling out. Um, and so, you know, just flew in the back of a jet plane. Yeah. At like 100 miles an hour to the sky and then jumped off of it and parachuted down to enemies and killed them. That sounds dope. It's really good. Fun. But yeah, that's all I have, like, recommendation-wise, I think, this week. Um, I think that we've run out of fuel on our engines. I think we've done all the stories we want to talk about this week. Some of them not as grand as the other ones, like me like me trying to talk about Grill Tag, but, you know. Yeah. So what, what are our key takeaways today, Dungeon, do you think? Uh, don't invest in crypto. Uh, the Quest Pro might be cool, but it's going to be pretty expensive. The, uh, fucking, uh, the, magic the metaverse leap, is there. The magic leap is not going to be fucking worth it. It's uh, not going to be worth it at all. Wait for so half baked. Wait for like the, the, wait for like the three or the four. Oh God. Yeah. This cannot be worth like three and a half thousand dollars at minimum. Definitely not. Um, meta sucks most of the time. Uh, fuck data collection. Yes. I think those are some big takeaways. Those uh, are big takeaways. Thank you all for listening to yeah, the first thank you episode listening to this of First episode Specs. of this. Um, so yeah, I think it's going pretty well, in my opinion. It's going great. It's going great. I think we'll continue this. We, uh, I, I agree. I don't know might when. Might release in two weeks. Might release in a month. Might release in two and a half years again. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And remember, everyone, don't do NFTs. Don't drink and drive. That is... 
and NFTs at the same time. Those three are just a really big combo you should not do at once. There is a great correlation with drinking and NFTs. I agree. Thank you.